You know what I realized the other day? Some of y'all really suck at giving compliments. <laughs> like, I feel like giving compliments shouldn't really be a difficult thing to do. But some of y'all are just really not good at it. Need a compliment class. One of the most simple things in life to do should be complimenting someone without offending them. Have you ever had an offensive compliment? Let me give you a perfect example. Why can't some of y'all just say that you like something without including the word actually? It's that simple. Oh, I heard your song the other day. It's actually good. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Hey, came to see your comedy show. Oh, my God, you were actually funny. Yo, maybe it's me. Doesn't really make me feel good. <laughs> like, I get it. Most of the time you hear somebody say they send you some music or they're a comedian, it doesn't always turn out so well. Sometimes you're even afraid because it might be somebody you love or you like and you don't want to hurt their feelings. So you go in maybe thinking it's going to be trash, and maybe you're pleasantly surprised to find out that it's not. However, even if that's the case, you don't have to include the actually in that statement. You can just say, hey, loved it. That's it. Look how simple that was. Yo. Listen to your podcast the other day. Blown away, dude. You're actually good. You're actually smart. You are actually funny. All this time, I expected you to be an idiot who makes terrible music, not funny at all. And look at you being pretty damn decent. Not the greatest compliment, man. Not at all. Just say you like it or you love it. You don't have to include actually. It's not necessary. Why do you need it there? Oh, my God, Mo, you're actually dope. And you're actually not. Welcome to In The Moment. Yeah. Yeah. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment I talk about the comedy in it all. This is your first time. Welcome to the funniest podcast you have never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitchell. Your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners. Yeah. Episode 69. Yeah. Now, whoever chuckles, whoever you are, however many of you, and chuckled at episode 69, you're sick. Out the gate, because I know somebody said, ooh, he said 69. Whoever you are, grow up. That's nasty. <laughs> and me meanwhile, the only way for me to even mention it is I had to think about it, right? But that's not the point. I might give myself the sicko award later anyway, so don't even worry about it. But it's episode 69, so it's the romance episode. Because what's more romantic than that, huh? Uh, if you're watching this with your lady, if you're watching this with your king... Go ahead and turn me off and come on back. Go create your own episode 69, why don't you? I'll be here. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. You feeling it? I done put somebody back together, baby. Come on. <laughs> Hope you're feeling good. Hope you're feeling great wherever you are. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate it. As always, give it up for yourself. Clap it up for you. It's lit, man. Everybody's back outside. People are traveling, going places, going to shows, going to events. Remember when we all thought this would be a month or two? <laughs> More like a year or two. Here we are. But people are taking their mask off. 
and normally this is the part where I would play Future Mask Off, but can't play music anymore. So there's that, and I'm going to get to that too. I'm mad about that, y'all. I ain't going to lie to you. I mean... I've been playing music on my podcast from day one. I feel like there wasn't as many podcasts doing that when I started. And I don't consider my podcast a music podcast. I just felt like it added a certain element to it to be able to hear some music on top of just listening to me talk for an hour. But unfortunately, the CDC, the FBI, the WBA, the IBF, whomever the hell... (laughs) has decided that uh, they don't want podcast owners to be able to play copyrighted music anymore. Uh, they'll just take your episode down. So there will be no more music unless it's my own, which is not the worst thing in the world because now I just have to play my own music, which is fine. But at the same time, I do think it added an element that would no longer be here, and so I had to let y'all know. It's wild to me, though. I mean, because I do get it. You know, maybe you don't want your music affiliated with certain people or certain podcasts or certain shows or whatever the case. Um... I was watching an interview with Chris Hansen, the guy from Dateline who used to catch all of the Predators. And he talked about how they used to use, like, you know, a bunch of different things to try to lure these guys in, whether it was candy or whatever. And one of the things was Mike's Hard Lemonade. And Mike's Hard Lemonade emailed them so fast and was like, yo, do me a favor. (laughs) I don't want to be affiliated with this. No, no, no. Use something else. And so I get it. You don't want your product affiliated with certain things. At the same time, though, I mean, it's free promo, right? If you're a big artist, what does it really matter? It's free promo. And if you're a not-so-big artist, well, who doesn't want free promo? From podcasts that are generating thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners, play my music, please. Don't ask me for anything. Let it fly. So I don't really get it, but that's the game. So no more music. And for me... I don't know how comfortable I am going outside right now. Y'all, I'm going to be honest. I was thinking about it. Shout out to Jade. And Jade and Mo, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7. Q99.7. But we were talking about going outside, and Jade was hyped. She was excited. She's like, yo, we back outside. It's lit. We going here. We do. I said, whoa. Whoa. Nope. Not me. She said, Mo, what you talking about? I said, I ain't going outside yet, Jade. Why not? I just saw women twerking on top of cop cars, fam. I'm not ready. <laughs> I am I am not certain that I'm not afraid. I am treating outside the same way I treat Apple when they drop new iPhones. I'm giving it a few months. I feel like you got to still work out the kinks sometimes. You know what I mean? Like people are running, be the first person to get the phone. And then it blow up, start leaking on your face or something. You got substances on your chest dripping to your nipples. You don't know why. And it's because you ain't got the first iPhone, dummy. You got to see what's wrong with things first. You can't just be the first person online. They might not have got it right the first go round. Right? I don't know. So sometimes I'm the kind of guy, I'm going to give it a few months. I'm going to see what goes on. You might have to return something. Take it back. Should be like that with babies too. First three months, this ain't really the kid that I thought. (laughs) Yo, you can't give a baby back? <laughs> I was thinking that about um when we were talking on the birth show this week about the lady who had 10 babies. She had 10 babies. She delivered 10 babies. And the doctor told her that she was probably going to have six. So in my mind, four of these babies should come with a receipt. 
You told me six. I was prepared for six. I bought six cribs, six strollers, a six-shooter. I was prepared for a six. The moment you tell me I have ten, well, four are optional. <laughs> the way me and my siblings are, we would get older and fight over which one of us was the four. <laughs> and which one of us were the six. I feel like that would 1,000% be an argument amongst us if we were in that situation. I know you're not talking to me when you was a part of the four. You were an optional. You weren't a guarantee. Needed a plus one to get you in the family. What are you, why are you even talking to me? That would be a thing. But anyway, <laughs> you got to give things time. And that's how I'm feeling about outside. I get, I mean, I get it. Everyone is excited, but that's, that's the thing. Do you see what some of these people are doing outside? Do y'all see some of the things that are happening? It's way worse than cops driving down the road with women twerking on their hoods. That's the least of it. I'm not certain that I'm ready. I might not be ready. I know I sound old and washed, but I also sound safe. <laughs> y'all go ahead, man. Check the temperature. Tell me what it feel like out there. And in about a month or two, once I'm certain that they didn't get it wrong, on the first go-round, I'll throw on some sweats because I'm done with jeans, and I'll come outside and Millie rock with you on any block. But until then, <laughs> y'all going to have to be patient with me. I'm chilling. And though there will be no Neo anymore to bring this segment in, <laughs> uh, whatever, man. I can't be mad at it, but I, there are some things I can be mad at, and let's get into them. Stress been on my head. Why they test my feet? I'm mad at people who don't flush the toilet in public bathrooms. Why? What's the problem, fam? What is the thing? I had this issue over the weekend and I talked about it on my Instagram. If you didn't hear it, I just don't understand this. Right? I was I was out and I was at one of those places where they have a one bathroom with one toilet. And this dude comes out the bathroom and he's on his phone. You know, he kind of looks at me, gives me a nod, and he's laughing, ha, 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 all ha, 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 right? And I go in the bathroom, and the, the toilet is full of piss. Full of piss. First of all, how much are you drinking? You filled the toilet up with piss, fam. And you clearly ain't drinking no water. Like the sun is in the toilet. Like you eat bananas all day. Like, I don't understand why you couldn't just flush the toilet. I don't want to go in the bathroom and look. I don't want to go in the bathroom behind somebody and have to see their urine. I don't. And I don't want to have to flush your urine either. Who do you think you are? He come out the bathroom, ha-ha, kickity, ha-ha. You got mad energy. You on the phone and pissing at the same time, multitasking. You're talented. But not enough to flush the toilet? You don't even have to touch it, y'all. You just kick it. With your feet. Do it all the time. It's not that hard. So what am I supposed to do now in this situation? It's one toilet. I got to flush this man's urine. He don't deserve that. I don't know him. We ain't been through shit together. I didn't sign up for this. And I can't just urine on top of his urine, which might have happened. Maybe that's why the urine was piled so high. Because none of the men wanted to flush the other guy's urine. So now, it's going to overflow unless someone's the guy that has to flush it. Here I am. Signed, sealed, delivered. I got to piss. So, 
Not to mention, I can't urine in someone else's urine anyway because I've seen that movie. I don't remember the name of it. I think Jack Black was in it. Don't quote me on that. But urine in somebody else's urine and then you become each other. And I don't want to become the guy who doesn't flush the toilet but walks out thinking some shit is funny. I don't want to be him. So I can't urine in your urine because I don't want to switch bodies. I don't want your life. So I had to flush the toilet for this man. Then I, you know what I mean? I had to do my thing. And I wish this came up today on the Bird Show, matter of fact. I really do wish I had an island where this was a law. And that there was an alarm that would go off if you ever walked out the bathroom and you didn't flush the toilet or wash your hands. And that's the other thing. I know he probably didn't wash his hands either. If you didn't flush the toilet, you didn't wash your hands. You're going right back to where you was at in the little VIP section where you and everybody are sharing a bottle. Y'all touching the same bottle. He probably taking the ice out the bucket with his bare hands. Because any guy that doesn't flush the toilet or wash his hands definitely takes the ice out barehanded. <laughs> and then everybody's sharing these bottles and sharing drinks and hugging and kissing and giving fives. When I tell y'all I'm not coming outside, I mean it. <laughs> I don't want to shake hands anymore. It's no disrespect. It's a fist bump from now on. And, and for people that's always saying, but it's confusing when you get up on them, you don't know what to do. I'm extending my fist from 30 feet out. And I'm walking into approaching you with fist already out. So you know where I stand. The fist represents something. Always. <laughs> Flush the toilet. Wash your hands. It's not that hard. Who raised you? Who's next? I'm mad at how dirty someone made me feel the other day everyone who's ever known me has always told me you might be the cleanest guy i've ever met i'm a fairly clean guy i don't like germs i don't like dirt i don't like any of that i keep my place clean i always think it's funny when people come over and they like yo you gotta clean or something like nah i do that oh you cleaned up for me like no i cleaned up for me don't flatter yourself <laughs> Why people always think you cleaned up for them? Like, I just walk around and it's just filthy. And the moment I heard you was coming over, I was like, hey, guess who's going to pretend to live in a nice, clean place? Like, no. I want to live like that with or without you. Right? But typically, when I'm around, especially my male friends, no one ever makes me feel, like, filthy. But you ever had somebody say something to you and you had to lie? Because in that moment... They made you feel so dirty that you couldn't even be your most authentic self. Maybe this is me. And y'all are probably going to DM me this week, too, and say, give yourself the sicko award, Mo, because y'all did it last week when I licked the Band-Aid. It was an accident, okay? I told y'all it was an accident. Damn. Let me live. You never been high and did something? Never mind. My point is, I was in my kitchen and someone needed some ice. And they said, yo, you got some ice? I said, of course, in a freezer. Now, I have different styles of ice. So I thought I was the man. I mean, I'm popping to me. I got the small cubes, the standard size cubes, the whiskey cubes, square and the round joints. I mean, my ice game is sick. I could compete with two chains on any day. Don't matter. So when they went into the freezer to get the ice, I just thought 
Watch how impressed they will be. I'm waiting for the compliment. I'm waiting for them to tell me, actually, you have a nice ice set. I'm waiting. You know what he said? Just curious. You do use bottled water when you load your ice trays, right? Huh? No, I'm just saying, like, when you put the water into your ice trays to make your ice cube, like, you use bottled water, right? Now, I, I knew what you meant. That's that's not what the Han was. Um, yeah. Of course I do. Are you kidding me? Who doesn't? What sicko wouldn't use $7 Fiji water or smart water to make ice cubes, bro? Of, of course. He was like, my man. And then he proceeded to put that ice in his drink. Man, tap water like a man. <laughs> Yo, I lied. I have been filling my ice trays up with tap water my entire life. What is he talking? I have never thought to put bottled water. Now, don't get me wrong. I got the little filter. But even when I didn't have the little filter over the sink, I wasn't putting bottled water in my ice cubes. And I felt embarrassed and dirty and dusty. <laughs> I felt like a peasant, man. How dare I put tap water into my ice trays? I don't know if this is just me. I was today years old when I found out that I was a dusty man. <laughs> oh, but I lied my ass off. Wait till they hear this. Who's next? I'm mad at my baby sister for something that she said to me on Instagram the other day. I thought it was hilarious, and she's probably going to kill me for bringing this up. But it'll be worth it because she's already going to kill me for a few other things I've done lately. So it might as well go all, all out here. Um... <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. I thought it was a cute moment. But my baby sister posted something on Instagram, and it said something to the extent of, remember that person that you met somewhere doing something, and y'all just clicked, and now, like, you just wonder what they're up to today and how they are? And it was something to that extent. And I thought to myself, like, everybody has those people, right, in your journey where you may have just had a quick moment with someone or it may have been a, a unique moment with someone that you only have with that person, but maybe y'all didn't keep in touch or you didn't exchange numbers or whatever the case, but you'll always remember that person in that moment. And so I jokingly wrote to her, yeah, from jail. <laughs> I wonder what he's up to. I wonder how he's doing. It's a really cool guy, older white guy. It's my dude. We kicked it in the jail cell. And <laughs> I think I got into a fight or something when I was younger, and they put you in a little cell for a couple of hours so you sober up, and I was kicking it with my dude. And I wonder what he's up to today, man. This guy was awesome. I don't even know what he was there for, but we just struck up a conversation. This man could have been all kinds of, of a criminal. I had no idea, but... 
I just, you know, jokingly wrote, I wonder what Daryl is up to, my buddy from jail. And she wrote me back, well, Reese, you should reach out to him. In this moment, well, I was happy, but I was also confused. I was happy because it's pretty clear that my sister has never been to jail. <laughs> well, I was confused as to why she would think that we had an opportunity to exchange anything <laughs> in jail. How in the hell am going to reach out to him? They basically put you in jail butt-ass naked. There's no way. Well, I wrote his number on a wall and memorized it. There's no phone. There's no pen. There's no paper. There's nothing. We uh, Maybe there's a memory game that you play if you've been in jail long enough to remember someone's information, but I was in there for like two hours. There's no way to reach out to him. But damn, it made me wonder, like, how is he doing? I hope he got out. I don't even remember his last name, though. In fact, I don't even really remember if Daryl was his first name. It just sounds right. But who's that person for you? Who's next? I'm mad at all of these <laughs> people who you have to block in life who then play the victim and pretend as if they don't know why you blocked them. I am so mad at that, man. <laughs> we just finished talking about this on The Bird Show because I guess I have become a bit notorious for having blocked a few people in my time. Now, it's important to note that though I may have blocked about 4,000 people, <laughs> no, I don't think it was 4,000. I don't remember how many it was. It might have been like 400, but I remember we did a segment on the Bird Show where we all went around uh, the horn and asked how many people have you blocked, and I think maybe people had blocked no one, and maybe it was 10 people or 20, and I had blocked like 400 or 500, something crazy. Now, the majority of that happened in the years before I got to the Bird Show when I used to just clown a lot on Twitter, you know, roast people. And one of my tweets, I think, went viral one time. I don't remember what I said or what I did, but it was so many negative comments in that thread of people who were offended by the joke, which happens, right? But at that time, I was, like, new to Twitter. I wasn't accustomed to having so many people react negatively to things you say and do yet. So I blocked everybody. I blocked everybody who had something bad to say. So that's where the majority of those people come from. But there were a lot of people who I also blocked when I first started on the Bird Show. And most of that was because, well, they said something I didn't like. Some of that was I just wasn't accustomed to it yet. I was still, you can say sensitive, that's fair. But there is an adjustment period that typically has to happen when someone who is not used to being in the spotlight and having to deal with the so many different opinions from people who have never met you or don't know you and you're not used to it. Some people just come out the gates not caring. I was not one of those people. I had to develop the thick skin. And I'm glad that it worked out that way because I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. They was like, I don't like being sensitive. I don't, I just hate it. I hate that I'm sensitive and you are so not sensitive. Like, how do I do that? And I said, well, for me, when I tell people I am not as sensitive as I used to be, it comes from embracing the fact that I was so sensitive at one point. Most people who are sensitive take it as it's a bad thing and they are insulted. If you tell them that they're sensitive, they basically get sensitive about being sensitive <laughs> and 
it wasn't until I embraced the fact that I was sensitive that I kind of grew into not being so sensitive. I stopped trying to fight it all the time. Nah, I don't feel nothing. Nah, that don't hurt. Nah, I don't care. Like I talked about this a little bit last week in pretending that you don't care what people think. But the only way to really get to a place where you don't care what people think is to embrace and accept that you do. For me, it's this, it was the same thing with being sensitive. I had to embrace it, feel the hurt, feel the fact that people were hurting my feelings until I became so numb to it that it no longer mattered. Because eventually you get to a point where you're like, what am I really going to do, man? Go sit in a corner and cry, jump off a bridge because these people who don't know me have something bad to say. No, nah, eventually you're going to get to the point where you're like, I don't care anymore. I've let it affect me long enough. And now I no longer care. I heard Steve Harvey say in a clip, I don't let nobody hold me to the mistakes I made. Mm. Look, man, once God forgive me, I'm through with you. Mm. You can feel how you want to feel about mm -hmm. me, but you can't drive your car looking in the rearview mirror. Mm. See, mm -hmm. you got to get your eyes off the pass and look at where you're going. And when you're going through these funky situations where you ain't quite right, that's cool because God know you ain't right either. Mm. But he let you wake up every day in spite of because he still got a plan for you. Man, once I feel that God has forgiven me, the universe has forgiven me, you can't, I don't care what you got to say. <laughs> and neither should you, right? So when I first got on the show, there were a lot of comments that I wasn't too fond of, and I was pretty quick to block you. Now, I haven't blocked anyone in years. It's been a while. I don't block people anymore. I, I just don't care anymore. If it's excessive, I'll probably mute you. That's the most I'll do, though. But I don't even give anybody the satisfaction of being blocked anymore. So... If I did block you, it, it came in a window of time where I was new to the show. And there was a lot of people who felt the need to tell me how much they miss Brian and they love Brian or Walter was this and Mo is trash and Mo is quiet and everybody had all these things to say. And it reminded me of the LeBron commercial. I believe it was LeBron where it was just so much noise. Right. It's like sometimes you go into a profession, whatever your profession may be. And you have to deal with the noise, the, the, the critics, the people who always have some negative to say, whatever the case. And he put on some some headphones and blocked out the noise. I'm focused now. I don't need to hear all of that. I'm already in a tough spot. I'm already going through a tough adjustment. I don't need these people who don't know me around me telling me how bad I'm doing. <laughs> now, you can say that sensitive or you can say it's smart. Or it's protecting your peace. Call it what you want. Either way, if you got on that side, well, you're out of here. So fast forward, <laughs> and it comes up on the show, and Birdie's like, maybe it's time to unblock some people because you're a different guy today than you were then. <laughs> and he talked about how even in the interview, he thought at one point that I wasn't the guy. And I am not mad at any of that. That is fine. We all go through that, right? Michael Jordan got cut in high school. He ended up being Michael Jordan. He just needed some time. There are a ton of players you can point at, athletes in every sport, that may not have been who they were by the time they became a Hall of Famer when they were what they were as a rookie. To me, that was always common sense. You just need time for most things, right? To become great, good, legendary, whatever, 
typically, you need some time. So, if you didn't give me that, <laughs> and you kind of jumped on me when I was down, well, when I get up, here you come. All right, I'm cool now. Whoa. That's not how it works. If you kick me when I'm down, I'm going to use your leg to get up. Just know that. And when I get up, I'm probably not going to be the nicest person to you. <laughs> right? And then so, so many people will bother Bert and be like, I don't know why Mo blocked me. This has happened several times. It was the one woman who called up. I have no idea why Mo blocked me. I've never said anything crazy. It doesn't make any sense to me. One little simple search I found where her tweet was something like, I don't know why they got rid of Walter. They should have got rid of Mo. Oh, you have no idea why I blocked you, though, right? <laughs> oh, but that was so long ago. And? <laughs> it was another person. Oh, I don't know why Mo blocked me. I never did anything. I might have said that Brian, I loved Brian and I miss Brian. Loving Brian and missing Brian is fine. But what you telling me for? <laughs> Tell him. See, that's the kind of stuff that people do, man. If you meet LeBron, you ain't got to talk to that man about Kevin Durant. He don't care. He ain't got nothing to say to LeBron about LeBron. Just don't say nothing. <laughs> you got three options when you go online. You can say something positive, you can say something negative, or you can not say anything at all. Two of those options will probably get you a pretty decent reaction. One will get you a one-way ticket to Block Island. It ain't that difficult. Just like it ain't that difficult to be kind. It ain't that difficult to be quiet. But you chose the loud and negative route. And you know, typically where the loud and negative people go, you guessed it, Block Island. So what happens in life? Maybe they realize they were wrong about you. Oh. Well, look at that. He just needed some time. Oh. Well, look at that. Maybe I jumped the gun with my loudness and negativity. And now you want out of Block Island. Fair. You know who else wants out for something they did 10 years ago? People in prison. <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> I'm just saying. You don't get to commit a crime and then tell them how long you should be locked up for it. It don't work like that. Maybe you don't know. You might be like my sister. You've never been to jail. But I promise you, you don't get to get out when you're ready. <laughs> you should have thought about that before you committed the crime. You can't commit the crime and go to jail and be in there for 10 years and go, here. I think I get it. <laughs> I tried that when I was simply on punishment with my moms. It didn't work. Yo, you're going to be on punishment for a week. I used to go to her in two days. Ma, I get it. Yo, I learned my lesson. That was crazy. You don't even have to continue. I promise you I'm new. I'm changed. It's like, take your ass back in that room. I told you don't come out. My, all right, damn. All right, I work. Learn your lesson. Maybe when you approach the next comedian or the next person, you'll choose to be kind so that you don't get sent to Block Island. And don't get it twisted with constructive criticism. Because I see a lot of people love to do that too. Oh, people can't take constructive criticism. Man, there's a difference between if we already have a relationship on social media and, and you've said a balance of things. Yo, I ain't feeling Mo today. Yo, Mo is wildin'. 
or whatever. And then you got your days of like, Mo, that's a good one. I have, I have relationships with plenty of followers who are like that. I'm never mad at them. Say what you say. But there's a way to do it. If you always got something negative to say, it's probably going to get you to Block Island. Nobody needs that in their life. It's not just me. I promise you. Nobody does. For what? I just don't understand it. If you don't want to be on somebody's bad side, don't say bad things about them. <laughs> this ain't the hardest thing in the world. And maybe you can unblock people. Maybe you should. I don't know. I just never go back and look at my block list. In fact, Twitter, stop showing me that someone said something if I muted them. I don't understand that. <laughs> I muted them for a reason. I don't need to know that they said something and then see all the responses that are now going to pique my curiosity and have me unmute this person to see what they said. If I mute them, it should be muted. I don't want to see it. It's not like the TV. So I never go back on the block list to see who I blocked and to see if they're ready to be unblocked. No, once you go to Block Island, typically nobody's thinking about that anymore. There's no one on Block Island but a bunch of people who have been blocked. There's no security. There's no hospitals. There's no nurses, nothing, no doctors. There's nothing there. There's no resources. There's no jets, no planes, no boats, nothing. You get shot out of a cannon, you land, and then there's no way to get out. You are lost. <laughs> Naked and afraid. You coming on Discovery every Tuesday at 8.30p. Sorry for you. Be kind or be quiet. And you'll be fine. Who's next? Speaking of doctors, real quick. L, I'm mad at the fact that doctors always want to have like some kind of mystery involved when they enter an office. I am really tired of this. Like, I swear doctors get a kick out of this. If you a doctor, come in my DMs. Talk to me. Let's have a chat. When y'all know y'all got results on somebody, why the hell y'all always pause? All right, Mr. Mitchell, so, uh, well, here's the thing. Um, looked over the charts, and from what I'm seeing here, it appears that, uh, well, you're fine. Yo, 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 you could have led with, the, walk in and be like, yo, you good. That, that's it, doc. What are you doing all this extra shit for? Man, panicking, yo. Scared to death, and you come in talking about, okay, so sweating and shit, wiping your forehead like you nervous about something. Like you don't already know the results. I can't stand that. Get to it. And I and I feel like a hypocrite because I know it's certain listeners that have called the Bird Show for some results, and we done, we done stretched it out, and I can only imagine that they be sitting on the other end of it like, really? Did he cheat or not, damn it? That's how I feel, though, in the office. Just walk in and say, you're not dying. Then you start talking to me about everything else. But you're not dying should be the first three words that come out of your mouth, and they should come out of your mouth immediately. And that is all the reasons I am mad this week. Who's next? All right, shout-outs. Um, shout-out to Chipotle. <laughs> I love Chipotle. But they're going to have to get this work. Um talking about raising their prices 4%, maybe a little more, in order to pay employees more money. Here's the thing. They should pay their employees more money. But it should also come out of their pockets, not mine. Chipotle been making money for a long time. Unbalanced money, too. And I know this because 
I used to go to Chipotle all the time in Colorado, and then I used to go when I lived in New York. And a burrito in New York is like $4 more than it is in Colorado. I asked them why. They said it was a regional thing. Then why do the burritos taste the same, fam? I want my burritos to taste different if the price is different. Don't talk to me about a region. It's the same burrito. And anytime I ask for extra chicken, y'all act like it's the end of the world. Make me pay 4 or $5 for some extra chicken and then give me four of them little itty-ass bitty pieces of chicken. It's a dollar a bite. It's sickening. Guacamole is $45 at Chipotle, yo. And y'all talking about y'all got to raise y'all prices to pay employees? No, you don't. No, you don't. All of them billionaires at the top of Chipotle, let some of that trickle down. I promise you, you'll make up for the 4%. And to the employees that's at Chipotle, y'all see what they had to do to get y'all some extra money and you still want to be stingy with the chicken when I come in? I would reconsider. Who's next? Shout out to my homeboy who made me realize something that I thought was funny. Um... <laughs> Ladies, I got y'all back on this. Fellas. <laughs> Yo, y'all got to stop calling y'all exes hoes so quickly. It's, and here's what I mean by this. My homeboy is, is he going through it right now. He going through a little breakup, and he's going to kill me for this too. But it's just funny. Every time this dude calls me, he'll be like, Yo, what's up? And we talk. And then I'll be like, what's up with y'all? He'll be like, ain't nothing, man. She's still doing her thing. You know what I mean? So her at dinner the other day. Now all of a sudden she going to dinner. She going to Home Depot. She getting an apartment right. Ho. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> she a hoe for going to Home Depot? <laughs> he like, yeah, she ain't want to do none of that when she was with me. And it's like we have joke and have serious, but that's a real thing amongst a lot of dudes. When they girl leave them, she can't do nothing. You hear me? She go to the beach. Look at this hoe. <laughs> Yo, she can't be over everything she does after she leave you, fam. Now, if she get another dude pregnant while y'all together, like my ex did, now you have a case. But outside of that, leave that woman alone. Who's next? All right, let's get down to business. First up, Khloe Kardashian was complaining about plastic water bottles. With all that plastic surgery that she has experienced, all them balloons and all this other stuff they were talking about, I am so confused as to why Chloe won't just not say anything. I am convinced at this point that maybe the Kardashians say the most dumb and ironic shit on the planet so they can continue to go viral and continue to be the topic of conversation because I just refuse to believe that with all that plastic surgery you would think that you're the person to complain about plastic bottles it just doesn't make sense to me and it's like they're always saying these things when they start trending for it and it just makes people go what the fuck are you talking about but they always end up trending for it so either the Kardashians are brilliant way more than we'll ever truly know because it's so far beyond our minds and our realms of possibility or they just really say some dumb shit. And I genuinely don't know which one it is. But if you do, tweet me. Be nice about it. Because I will block you. Who's next? Um, Kanye West just dropped this ugly ass coat. Can y'all stop making things that are not fashionable all of a sudden fashion? Like, where did this start? Where it's like the... The worse your outfit can look, the more fashionable you are. It's like 
the holes in the jeans and the holes in the shirt, it's a it's a cute look, but it's sometimes it can be excessive. Like you just I've seen a dude with a shirt on, it was more holes than it was shirt, and I was confused as to how that was fly. Everything was out. They just coming up with anything. And it's to me, I know I might offend somebody, and I apologize if I do, but it's no different than when they always hype up the paintings where it's very clear that the person just literally threw a bucket of paint onto a canvas. And they telling me it's two million. What? I can do that. They just spreading whatever on the canvas. Same way you put peanut butter on bread and jelly. Yeah, this is a piece right here. It's not. And Mona Lisa never really looked like... No, I almost said too much. I'm just saying. Stop doing this. Then you can't appreciate what's real fashion and what's real art. Kanye released a coat. That looks like somebody has their hands in the pockets and there's no one in the coat and the coat don't have pockets. That's not fashion, fam. <laughs> How is it possible? That coat looks like the only time you would be happy to have it on is if you jumped out of a plane and your parachute didn't work. That jacket is going to save your life. It looked like whatever that was they used to use to play cops and robbers in kindergarten. Remember the little parachute or whatever they used to use? Or was it cat and mouse? What was that? What game was that? Somebody was on top. You had to catch the person on the bottom. Like, that's what it looked like. I know what Kanye get his ideas from. Trash. Who's next? Round of applause for Chad Johnson. <laughs> Chad Johnson is a former NFL wide receiver who boxed um, against another fighter. Not a great fighter, but another fighter on the Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul undercard. And I thought what he did was dope. I can't front. Now, if you're not familiar, I had beef with Chad Johnson at one point in life. We went back and forth on Twitter um, a while ago, years ago. Uh, matter of fact, it was that tweet that went viral. Whatever I said, Chad Johnson responded to it, and that kind of helped it uh, go as viral as it did. And he was, I roasted something, and he was trying to roast me, and I clapped back at him. And then he clapped back at me. So we was clapping at each other. And I told him, I said, fam, if I ever see you, it would be in your best interest to run the best route you ever had. Because if I catch you, it's hammer time. And I, he said something slick. And he might have been playing. I was dead serious at the time. I was I was broke. Wasn't nothing funny. <laughs> Hey, them jokes hit different when you broke, right? But he was rich, so I'm sure for him it was a, it was a, it was just a fun day on Twitter. I was ready to put hands on Mr. Chad, and this is how I know that I'm genuinely not a hater because when the fight started, I said to myself, if Chad get worked, I'm going to remind him of the little moment we had back in the day. But when I saw him actually doing good, I was genuinely happy for him as a man who loves boxing. And who used to box, I thought he had great footwork, took it seriously. And I'm bringing this up because I love the message behind it. You know, we saw what happened to Nate Robinson, the former basketball player, when he got in the ring. He's known as Night Night Nate now. And Chad went up there and followed that and said, I don't do this for real, but it's on my bucket list. He's in his 40s. He's still in great shape. But to get in there with a man who actually fights for a living... I don't care how many rounds it is. I don't care how long the rounds are. That is something that most of us are not going to do if you have no experience in the sport of boxing. And 
He did it. And he said, I did it because I wanted to show people that it's nothing wrong with taking a risk. Like, don't be afraid. He said, I, I, you know, I took a chance. I got out here. I could have embarrassed myself in front of the world, but I did it. He did it and he did great. And that should be applauded because he's right. Don't be afraid. Take these risks. You got to leap. Go for it. Get your bucket list done. That was the greatest lesson of the night and of that fight and of him doing what he did. But the second lesson in that, that no one seemed to really talk about, was stay humble. <laughs> yes, follow your dreams, leap, do all of that, but stay humble on the process. Because Chad probably won the first three rounds. The fourth round, he got cocky. He made a little muscle at the dude, flexed on him a little bit. He flexed on him. And then he got dropped. That man knocked his head into the stands. His nose was bleeding because he got knocked to the nosebleeds. And he got up. I'm not clowning, right? Because he still got into the ring with a fighter. So I'm not clowning. I'm just saying that should have been the second part of his message. You didn't stay humble. If you just stayed humble, you probably would have won all four rounds and didn't get dropped. But it was a little time left. You stuck your head out. want to do a little dance. Ended up doing the stanky leg. Do the thingy leg. Since we can't play music. He danced all right. But great lessons nonetheless. Follow your dreams. Take risk. Take leaps of faith. Don't be afraid. Embrace the fear. Do it anyway. And stay humble. Or you're going to be doing the stanky leg. It's your face in the nosebleed. Who's next? All right, let's keep it 100. I just want the truth in everything you say. Pain inside my heart. Let's talk about change real quick, right? One of the things I've learned about change is how necessary it is. It's one of the most necessary things when you really think about it. To be able to evolve, mature, you have to adapt. That is one of the keys to life. You have to adapt to any situation. You have to adapt with work. You have to adapt with friends. You have to adapt in relationships, right? And it's funny how when you grow up, the mindset is never change. I remember that being a thing, especially in hip hop. Smash songs about never changing, keeping it 100, staying real all the way through and through. Yo, I'ma never change, I'ma always be real. That mindset is exactly where it should have been with the youth. <laughs> change is great. It's necessary. Especially in relationships. When you got the one, right? The person. You have to adapt. So many people try to be in a healthy relationship but don't want to change who they are at all. They don't want to do any kind of adapting, of shifting. But you want that person to bend over backwards because in, in any relationship, somebody gonna have, it's going to have to be some changing. It's going to have to be some adjusting. You are not going to be able to be 100% of the person you were when you were single in this relationship and think it's going to be healthy. It doesn't work like that. And if someone is not willing to change or not willing to change as much, then that puts all of the pressure on the other person to do all of the changing. That's not fair. That's selfish. And I don't personally believe that selfish does well in love. And I say that because... I hear a lot that in relationships, it seems as if there are times when people love to point out 
how you've changed. And I, and I say this because change can be tricky as well. Like, the both of you should come to the table in a relationship, right? And somewhat adjust to each other and adapt to each other and find that happy medium. At the same time, some people change and it's not necessarily for the better. And in those cases, a lot of times, people will point out the fact that you've changed while not acknowledging the behavior that caused you to. I used to deal with that in a relationship. I had changed for the worst. And she noticed all of my changes, but then blamed the relationship on my changes. What about your behavior that caused the change? Most people don't change for no reason. Most people don't change at all. <laughs> because a lot of times, if you're trying to change to, for the better, create better habits, you damn near got to be obsessive to be successful. It doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't happen easily. It takes a lot of time to change. And I see a lot of people want to change, but beat themselves up because, because of how long it takes. And I don't think people really realize how long change really takes and how difficult the process really is. For one, if you're changing for someone that's not giving you that same energy back, you're never going to feel fulfilled. You can't just be completely changing on one side of any relationship or friendship. That person has to be in the fight with you or there's a problem. And you both have to acknowledge your behaviors that may have caused the other person to change. And if someone is changing for you, well, you should grant them patience and grace. You know what happens in relationships so often? Two people get together, right? A lot of mistakes are made because they're growing, they're changing, they're learning. And then all you take all of those mistakes and lessons and experiences and things you've learned from, and then you break up and you get into other relationships, and both people are way better to the new person. <laughs> I always hear women like, yo, I taught that man everything. He gonna go use it with her. Same thing happens with men. Oh, I feel like she was not that woman that she is with me with him. Because you take all of that, and now you, you apply what you've learned in this new relationship. And sometimes, simply put, that shit ain't fair. <laughs> Is not. That's the worst when you've went through the hell with somebody and they've learned so much and you want to apply it with the new guy or with the new girl. I get it. So sometime you can catch yourself and realize that if you stay together long enough, if you weather those storms, well, just maybe you can use some of that change and apply it to the person who you went through the fire to get it. With. And in those situations, if you're fortunate enough to be in one, you have to appreciate and accept the fact that this person is no longer the person they were when y'all first met. I feel like that mistake is also made a lot. A lot of times in a relationship is somebody constantly bringing up the past or holding on to the past. And the other person is frustrated because it's like, I get that. I did that. But that's not who I am. I am no longer that person. You cannot continue to keep me in prison for something I did 10, 20 years ago. And that's metaphorical prison because in real prison, they can. So don't try to twist that on me with my block island. <laughs> I know what a few of y'all was thinking. 
But you, if you're going to stay with somebody, you got to forgive them. And by forgiving them, you can't just be like, I'm going to stay with you. No, you got to actually forgive them to the point where you're not still harboring on to old feelings or things that they've done when they might not be that person anymore. That's a lot of friendships and relationships that go through that. Let them change. Let them grow. Right. And and in that also realize that change is hard. Watch how you treat people who are trying to change. Language is important. I always hear people say things like, yo, I'm really trying to change for you. I'm really trying to be a better person. And then you see somebody be like, it's been a month. (laughs) And it's like, be that as it may. If somebody is truly, truly changing, a month could be a long time. If somebody is struggling with drinking and they come to you and say, yo, I haven't had a drink in a month. Okay, maybe a month is not a century to you. But you shouldn't respond like, oh, what do you want, a cookie? It's only been a month. Fam, to a person who was drinking every day, a month is a long time. Encourage them, embrace them. You ain't in there. You don't know. But if they are really, really, really trying to change something that has been traumatic or is a trigger or is difficult for them, every minute can feel like an hour. Every hour can feel like a day. Every day can feel like a week. Every week can feel like a month. If you've ever tried to break out of a depression or truly change a habit, you know that. And the people who don't know that typically have very insensitive language toward that. But how could you want someone to change for you and then not encourage them to do it every step of the way, whether it's been a month or a year? Language is important. You got to support the people who you want to support you. And this was something I picked up on a relationship and felt like it might have helped another relationship. So I'm just using my platform to share. But maybe it'll help someone who's listening. Who's next? Another thing I feel like I wanted to talk about is effort versus time. I think too often... We hide behind, oh, it's just going to take some time. Some things really do take time. Healing, grieving, things of that nature. Takes time, right? No doubt. But some things take effort. I've seen people use time as an excuse. They say Rome wasn't built in a day. Fair. It also wasn't built with people sitting around on their ass. Yes, it's going to take time, but more importantly, it's going to take effort. Now, how many times I've seen somebody just, yeah, I know, but that's going to take time. So what? Why you ain't working on it now? Yesterday. It's going to take a hell of a lot more time with no effort. Is it really going to take time or is it going to take effort? Ask yourself that because none of us know how much time we have. So what is time, really? We don't have it. It's a blip. Life is here, gone. You ever went on a vacation? Fam, don't be the fastest damn days of your life. (laughs) I swear you land and leave in two days, regardless of how long your vacation is. That's why I need one of them three-month vacations. Because, damn, I want to see if they feel that quick, too. But we really don't have time. Say that all the time. I ain't got no time. I ain't got no time. I ain't got no time. There's no time. Sometimes it's effort. If you're one of those people hiding behind time, let me be the first to tell you. You ain't got no damn time. You need more effort. Now, that doesn't apply 100% of the time. Like I said, sometimes you really do just need some time. Other times, you need effort. 
Some things are mental. You ever seen somebody say, oh, man, I just, I know I'm going to get it right. I just need some time. No, you don't. You need to put more effort into changing your mentality. That's what you need. It ain't going to take a year. That wouldn't even take a week if you, if you were obsessed. You have to be obsessed with change in order to truly see the results you're looking for. That's just the way it always works. Just like exercising. Yeah, we all want the results without the work. It don't work like that. And if you really want to see your body transform, you damn near have to be obsessed. Diet, active lifestyle, gym, cut the drink and cut the sugar, whatever. It becomes an obsession to really see a transformation in your body. I believe it works the same with your mind. Sometimes your emotions. Sometimes you need time. But most of the time, you need effort. Who's next? Alright, new segment called What I Almost Said. Um, there are times in life where someone says something, and I may think something of what they said to where I really want to say something crazy, but I stop myself and I use my filter and I dial it back and I say something different. And I had one of those moments the other day when I was uh talking to this young lady and she said something that I just thought was so ignorant. Not gonna lie. I did. Because we were talking about podcasts and talking about, you know, substance and content and material and all these other different things. One of the things she said that I think a lot of people believe, right? A lot of people believe this. So maybe it's not ignorant. I shouldn't say that. But I was telling her some of the podcasts that I've listened to and that I've tried out. And she was telling me some of the podcasts that she listened to and she tried out. And one of the podcasts I said, she was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hate that podcast. And I said, why? Why you hate it? And she said, well, I guess it's just because there's nothing on it for women. I don't want to hear a bunch of men talk about man stuff. Have women on it. I said, so many people say that, and I don't get it. And she was like, well, do you listen to podcasts that are just women talking about women stuff? And I said, yes. Maybe not every episode. I ain't going to come there for everything. I'm not going to lie to you. But at the same time, yes. Why wouldn't I? want to get a glimpse of what women think about men. How else am I supposed to know? How do I become a better man for women if I don't listen to what women are saying about men? I know mad dudes that do that too. I ain't listening to that podcast for women. Women, I ain't listening to that podcast for men. Yo, we walking around just wanting to hear from our own. What are you learning? <laughs> it's no different than always wanting to sit in the room with somebody who's going to constantly agree with you. What are you going to really get out of that? How many of us got friends that don't ever want to be wrong? They just want you to tell them they right. For what? It's a waste of time. I just told you I ain't no damn time. I don't understand that mindset. Ladies, yes, you should sit down and listen to a man talk to another man about our expectations and desires and observations of women. And Men, yes, you should listen to podcasts that may have women talking about their expectations and observations and desires of men. Like, why wouldn't you? It just seems like the smart thing to do if you are going to date someone of the opposite sex. That's why a lot of times ain't nobody getting better. I've always said I never understood why men go to men for advice about women, and I never understood why women go to women for advice about men. Never got it. Of course you go there when you want to relate. You want somebody to feel where you're coming from. Maybe you can share your pain, pain shared is pain lesson. At the same time, if you truly want to get some insight, 
of how a woman feels and how a woman reacts and all of these different things. Why wouldn't I go to a woman? <laughs> Just made sense to me. What does my guy know? He knows what I know. He's trying to figure out the same thing I am. We both lost going to each other. Looking like the Spider-Man meme. You got it? You got it? You got it? You got it? Nobody got it. You go to a woman. I went to dudes for years looking for answers that my grandmother gave me in five minutes. <laughs> that's when it hit me. Oh, well, that's why you go to a woman about a woman. You want to get true insight from a man. Listen to a man. Talk to a man on a podcast, especially if the two men know what they're talking about and vice versa. It works the same with women. Can't ever be better for the opposite sex if you don't learn about the opposite sex. Now, that's what I said. But what I wanted to say was, that's the dumbest You You gotta be But I didn't. Because I've changed. All right, Sicko Award. Sicko Award this week is first going to myself. Yep. Oh, man. So a few of y'all who said I should give myself the Sicko Award. Our producer, Katie. I know Katie. She used to be on the pod all of the time. She was the first person to tell me. So here, here, here you go. That's nasty. Are you happy now? Katie and all my friends, my family, they was like, yo, you licking Band-Aids out here? You sick. It was an accident. This is why I don't tell y'all nothing. This is why I can't be vulnerable. And this is why I block people. Trying to tell y'all about an honest mistake I made, and now y'all ain't never going to let this go. Okay? I licked the bandage. It was one time. It'll never happen again. That's nasty. Whatever. Sicko award to myself, okay? Who's that? Second sicko award this week is going to Rapper Fabulous, also known as F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. Um, simply put, what's wrong with this guy? He did an appreciation post of Claudette Ortiz, who, yeah, I mean, I get it. A lot of us appreciate her. She was a great singer. She was with City High at one point. That's where a lot of us know her from. But he posted this. He posted two pictures of her in... Well, you can say it was, you know, like attractive pictures, sexy pictures, whatever the case. And people were like, fam, what are you doing? You can't appreciate a whole nother woman publicly like this, dressed like this, really dressed like anything, when you have a whole wife. And he was like, wow, I'm just trying to give somebody they flowers. And here y'all come. Y'all always say give people they flowers. Yo, fam, it's mad people to give their flowers to. But there's ways to do it. You can't do it. You just can't post a whole nother woman. That's nasty. When you're married, I I kind of get that. Like, the ladies who felt some kind of way, I completely get it. I would be tight, too. I wish you would post Michael B. Jordan with no shirt on, talking about I'm just giving him his flowers. Guess who ain't never getting flowers again? You better get them from him. Now my whole wife is going to Block Island. I never thought. You can't do that. You could have just wrote it or something. You can't post a pitch. Yo, what you do? Not to mention, this is the guy who who didn't want to be on a reality show with his girl for years and then knocked her teeth out and then tried to fight her father and then finally married her because of the pressure. Anyway, it's not about all of that. Just know Fab has got the sickle of the week award. That's nasty. All right, reflective moment of the week. I also talked about this on my Instagram, and I forgot to bring it here to this platform, so I'm going to say it here. You have to realize... In getting advice from people, which we just spoke about, that it is always going to be bias for most of you. Here's why. Typically, when you go to someone for advice, you usually go to someone you love and who loves you. Right? And 
you also typically only give them your side of the story, which is your truth. And though you may always feel as if your truth is the only truth and your side of the story is right, there is always three sides to every story. And they're probably not getting the other side. Most people don't go to people they hate or they know will be completely objective when looking for advice. So this person is not only giving you advice based on the fact that they love you and they're cheering for you, they're also giving you advice based on the half-ass truth that you gave them in the story you told. That advice will always be just as half-ass. It's just true. And in so many times, people will go to their mom or their husband or whomever, their best friend, and they get advice, and it's like, you already given them the story as if you're right, and then acting as if once they tell you you're right that you've done something. <laughs> of course they think you're right. They damn near don't have another choice. Most people are not that objective. It just is what it is. Now, if you're going to somebody and you're giving them the full picture, and you know that this person is not the kind of person that is going to give you Bias advice, but they're going to keep it a hundred. They're going to keep it a buck with you. Maybe you're getting a little better advice. But the truth of the matter is most people are not doing that. So the next time you decide to get advice on your relationship, on your job, on whatever it may be, just keep in mind if you're going to somebody who's already on your side and giving them half-ass information, you are also getting half-ass advice. Use it at your own discretion. Who's next? All right, I'm getting out of here. Before I do quote of the week... If you're going through a tough time and you need to pick me up, always remember that the quickest way to get back on your feet is to miss a few car payments. Just saying, it's the quickest way. Don't say I never helped you with anything. Don't say I never provided for you when you needed it. And in the spirit of providing, I'm also going to give you guys a goodbye song, which comes courtesy of me and my guy, Case Money. Together we are known as 1901, and we did a thing. We got a new song. It's on every platform available right now, wherever you get your music from. It's by 1901, and it's called Critical Condition. And, well, I'm going to play it for you here. One, because I think it's a great song and you should hear it. And two, because I don't have a fucking choice. They won't let me play anyone else's music. <laughs> you know what time it is with me. Thank y'all for being here. If you love me, I love you. And it's always a pleasure to share the moment with you. Till next time. Next week, bitches. Elmo, this was actually a good episode. Fuck out of here! I'm trying to restore the feeling Same one that you killing Said your fresh prince in effect I was chilling Trying to give a Jada her will but she ain't willing Days before August I wrote this while on vacation Thinking about the dimes and time that we just wasting We could be embracing, escaping what we've been facing Yet it seems a phone is the only thing that I'm facing Now I'm all alone in the zone Pacing Case of being in something that you can catch a case in uh, who the hell am I chasing? Mask on way before Rona, you was Jason Hate you double hockey, you knew the shit all along Thought it was right, hated that I was wrong uh, 
And they'll say that I'm in my feelings, I'll own it Because I'm grown, it'll make me feel like I'm feeling And it's... I said yeah, yeah, yeah. Critical condition, yeah I don't know if we'll repair this bond We both gotta wanna fix it, yeah It's like all my tools is gone And all I got are these hoes End of the night when I'm all alone I'm reflecting in the dark with half of this bottle pole I could probably steal they hearts this summer But mine is cold No matter how I try hiding it Everything will show this song was actually good. Fuck out of here.